This is the We Talk Nerd Podcast. A podcast sponsored by PixelPubGaming.com. This podcast is about everything nerd covering games, movies, comics, and technology. Now, now it's time, time to, to get, get nerdy. nerdy. I'm your host, Brandon, and now my watch has ended. I'm Rob, Bilar Morgulis. And uh, since we're the only two that watch Game of Thrones this week, Andrew's not here because uh, this is the Cool Kids Club only. Or... Well, not only that, we're the only two that watched it in the entire United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should say the Very Disappointed Club um, if you if you also watched Ooh. Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, we can't go too far into that without uh, getting a little spoilery, so um, maybe so, now would be a good time to uh, just put it out there. We are going to talk about season eight. absolute <laughs> crap out of Season 8. <laughs> And I guess the series in a whole, if you haven't seen it at all. So, yeah, don't, if you don't want some Game of Thrones spoilers in your life, um, pick a different, go, uh, come back in like a week after you've watched every episode and, uh, hit play. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, we can do our little bit again. Oh, yeah. Press pause on the podcast. (laughs) Go watch eight seasons of Game of Thrones. And then as soon as you're back, unpause and start listening again. Yeah, you might think it's a long time, but those last two seasons are only half seasons, so we'll we'll wait, we'll wait. Okay, they're half that... <laughs> seasons, but they are some of the uh, longest feeling seasons uh, right. they have. So, all right, yeah. So, all right, now Spoiler we're going to jump into it. <laughs> so, finally, after all this time, ten long was it ten years, ten eleven years after all. Started this time. filming in twenty ten, probably, but the first yeah. episode was in twenty eleven. Yeah. So it's actually only eight years. Eight years. Yeah, I guess. Almost ten years. Almost ten years. Um, Mm -hmm. We have come to our conclusion of the Game of Thrones. And uh, we literally set the throne on fire. Um, Not only in the show, but also in our hearts. Because everybody's upset. I was going to say, the goodwill of the Watchers um, has been set on fire too, right? Yeah. It was... Pretty apparent, just, you know, taking a quick, you know, run around Twitter and, hey, what'd you guys think of the episode? Uh, it, people were far from kind to it, so. And um, I, don't think I guess maybe were... that's the first thing to talk about, right, is the overall reception of yeah. the final episode. And it's not just that people are like, oh, this is not the ending I wanted. It's, wow, that this sucked. <laughs> like, the way you delivered that ending was not good. Sure. Well, you know, a lot of the craftsmanship, you know, you can probably tie into, you know, the absolutely wonderful storytelling of George Mm -hmm. R. R. Martin and in the books. But, you know, as everyone knows now, those books do not exist for the last two seasons. So two or three seasons over. Uh, They had they caught up to the last book somewhere through the sixth season. I thought so. And they went past it and obviously did uh, both seven and eight where if you actually look at the credits, it shows that it's based on the stories A Song of Ice and Fire by George R. R. Martin, but it's considered created by... Uh, D&D. The, uh, yeah, D&D, right? So yeah. they actually own this in its entirety. As, as Reddit would say, dumb and dumber. Right. <laughs> well, beyond that, uh, you can look forward to their next project, which will be oh, a Star Wars trilogy. So, Which may be the blame if, for why Game of Thrones was so rushed. They wanted Possibly. that Star Wars money. Could be. Uh, I feel like Game of Thrones money is still pretty good too. Yeah, I, I, you know, I would think so. I would think so. 
But from what I've heard, HBO said, hey, we'll do 10 seasons. You know, we'll give Tool 10 full seasons if you guys want to do it. And they're like, nah, we got it in eight. And on those last two, we'll cut them in half. Yeah. They got they got out the right time because I don't know that you could have done two more full seasons on top of this and really done the proper due diligence and given the right kind of... Uh, um, I don't think that they could have done it. <laughs> Let me just rephrase that. <laughs> it, it certainly could have and should have been done, and 10 seasons would have been amazing if it kept the same quality of the first you know, right. four or five seasons. Um, with where it was going, you know, there was a lot of things that people would complain about and just not that they have to address it, but things feel weird when characters are just teleporting around and they're, you know, oh, one second they're here, and next second they're somewhere else. I mm-hmm. mean, in the first couple seasons while they're world building, things take time, you know. they episodes on one space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for this one, you can travel 1,500 miles in you know, in between an episode. So remember how long you know, Gen- uh, Gendry was rowing that boat? A long sure. time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. So I think the inconsistencies and the the lack of timeliness, like it just didn't feel like time was passing. Um, no. For instance, uh, you know, did a little bit of research before the show, but the estimation is that it's about fifteen hundred miles from King's Landing to um, to Winterfell. So of course, at, after the battle with the with the undead, uh, the Hound and Arya are leaving, and they're headed on down to uh, down to uh, King's Landing. And it it just takes them like in between one episode to the next, and all of a sudden they're there, right? They're there for the battle, or they're fighting. Mm-hmm. That should have taken a month for that travel to occur, but it it really felt like maybe days or or even like hours, really, because things just passed so quickly, and you didn't really respect that. Okay, this took time, you know. Like, what were their adventures like on that travel? Like, right. there could have been so much filled out, you know? The Hound and Arya were some of my favorite parts of the series in general. And we were robbed of any of that new, uh, any of that new content. Because been... as soon as they get to King's Landing, uh, he sends her packing. Yep. It would have been cool to see them together after kind of Arya's transformation into the one of the faceless men. Um True, and mm-hmm. she's got him to thank for a lot of that in the first mm-hmm. place. But yeah, she's a change like person. That, yeah. yeah, but just like that, she also doesn't want to become that person either. Right. But that's not to say everything was bad. No. Um, oh gosh, I thought no. there was some. I thought there was some really great uh, sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beyond the ridiculousness of the burning down the entire place, um, hmm. I thought the um, you know which the looked hound a, which mountain, looked amazing. <laughs> It looked very, very good, but the I thought the Hound versus uh, the Mountain um, that was cool was a really nice uh, send off for for both characters. Clegane Bowl, yes, Clegane Bowl. So it was it was nice to see, and I was uh, hopefully we have seen the last of both of them um, because they both deserve it in their own ways, right? Oh yes, definitely. It's very fitting for both of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, this this I would say with, with you know besides the terrible writing. The acting has been really top notch. Uh, visually, it looks really nice. Yeah, I think it goes back and forth. So um, they have a very famous TV director, David Nutter, who does the um, who who is who who does like the slower episodes of the uh-huh. season, um, where he is the um, he he does the uh, you know kind of the the mythology portion. He's he's known for doing stuff from. Um, X-Files. 
did the first two episodes I mean, of the season. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, obviously, the first two episodes of the season and the in the middle episode too, where uh, you know Masande got killed and the dragon right. was uh, you know shot down out of the sky. A whole bunch of different things. But when you really look at the uh, the nicer looking um, episodes, it was really um, Alik Sakharov. Um, the uh, he, he's actually been with the series since the beginning, and he did he basically does all the battles like that's his main his main thing, and he had an absolutely like just gorgeous direction uh, for the for the big uh, burning of the city episode. Mm-hmm. Because he had, um, you know, he, he just put some really cool moments together where it looked very cinematic and it looked like a movie. Whereas I think the David Nutter episodes really felt like TV, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the special effects don't look quite as crisp or they kind of linger too much. You got to make this stuff kind of snappy and, and kind of move on with it. Mm-hmm. He is also responsible, though, for the dark episode, which I think oh, everyone God. knows. Yes, the episode where nobody saw what was going on. Yeah, all pretty muddy. But uh, we also had a couple snafus. We had, uh, of course, the famous Starbucks cup, which wasn't a Starbucks cup. Um, we had a water bottle in the last episode appear in a couple oh, scenes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, little, little things slipping through the cracks, you know. I felt like the quality control just wasn't quite there. I mean, sure, stuff is going to happen. But, you know, when you take a look at the like like the Rotten Tomatoes score, uh, for instance, you can just see, you know, first season, 91%. Second season, 96, 96, mm-hmm. 97 with season four, which is probably one of the best seasons. 90 or uh, 93 on season five, also very good. Six, I felt it started to change, but that was still sitting at 94. Most people liked it. Mm-hmm. Season seven, which I felt really was starting to backslide on the quality of the writing, but there was still so many cool reveals. That got a 93 Season eight, sixty-seven oh. <laughs> percent. Oh gosh, it fell off a cliff. And I think the reason seven got such a big pass was because they're like, okay, all this is going to be big setup stuff for the last season, and the last season is going to make up for it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. Sure. So, yeah. There's a lot of plot points that don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh, some things never get resolved. That is yeah. true. Like. The big twist of you know John being a Targaryen doesn't play that big of an a, a, you know effect overall. In the end, he still goes you know back to the Night's Watch and everything. Uh, three out the three eyed Raven part of it never pays off. He just happens to you know be able to work, and <laughs> I, that's that's. It. I'm hopeful that in the book that is made a little more clear as far as why they ch- chose to go this route because it just really seemed. Like Bran let a lot of people die so he could become the king. Right. I think he warged <laughs> into everybody to vote for him. <laughs> it, it seems like it. You never know. Um, you know, some of the memes afterwards, of course, since he can warg, he can take over things. Mm-hmm. And they say that Westeros is now a police state because he can surveillance everything. Ooh, good point. Yeah. Uh, kind of. It's it's sloppy. <laughs> um, and I don't I don't know that the Three Eye Raven ever dies. Right, um, didn't the last remember, one live for thousands of years? Well, isn't he just the the he became the three eyed raven? He's just still the three eyed raven. Yeah, I don't know. That's some weird stuff. The show doesn't properly explain. <laughs> yeah, so this guy may be ruling the uh, the Iron Throne for thousands of years. We don't know, nor do Maybe. we really care, right? I mean, no one. I don't. I can't think of anyone that was really 
pumped about Bran no. running the country. Gosh, no. Who let the emo kid run the country? Yeah, I think people wanted John to either confront his destiny and take it, or for Tyrion to just be the uh, you know the ruler that everyone thinks he can be. Um, I feel like John should have been forced into it, like even though he didn't want it, there was not really mm-hmm. a choice kind of deal. The, f- the first king who never wanted to be king, kind of thing. Well, I mean that that's happened quite a bit too. But there there was any number of them. Even Sansa could have been a you know the queen. There there's a number of ways this could have been done. Um, that would have worked out okay. She's the queen so. of the north, though. She is the queen of the north, and you know, just like she, she has been. Um, I'll admit to being somewhat surprised by the, um, you know, John going to the wall. Yeah, you know, becoming going back to that. That was a twist. It was a good twist because that one showed a little bit of creativity because um, it was kind of a callback to uh, Maester Aemon, mm-hmm. um, who was remember the Targaryen. Yep, um, that forfeited his land and his name. Uh, to go become the maester up there. And uh, and he could have actually been king of the Seven Kingdoms. So it was, mm-hmm. it was kind of a parallel to that. And, of course, at the time, they didn't know that he John was actually his, his grandson. Mm. Good stuff. Also, why mm-hmm. didn't John request a trial by combat? They forget um, that was a thing? Well, it all depends um, who he would have been fighting. I mean, But I feel I like when you have these compressed... Yeah, when you have these compressed timelines uh, that they've got, and we'll we'll get a little bit into that um, right after this, but you know you've only got so much time to really de- to deliver your story, and if it isn't just you know a, a, a Oscar worthy monologuing stand up kind of thing, then they really just don't let it happen. You know, it's That's all going to be character moments or or whatever. Um, but yeah, you don't have a whole lot of time. In fact. I mean, they still need to explain how they got all those people together to sit in this little half circle, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in the same place that Cersei was when the White Walker attacked, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just seemed like such an, an odd place to have people gather. Like, it, the surroundings of where they are never really feel very lived in. Right. So, talking about the short episodes, that was so obvious this this season because they reused a lot of sets and a lot of locations. Yep. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of travel. There was... We were, know, in, <laughs> yeah. we were in uh, Winterfell, King's Landing, and Dragonstone for a little bit. Yeah, well, Dragonstone they already got the sets for, and you've only right. you've seen that beach a billion times, and you've right. seen that throne room, but you didn't right. really see anywhere else. Everything else was either CGI or just some kind of uh, location. Um, you, you really just didn't get a feel of like, okay, they're doing any more world building or they're going back to the, some of the familiar areas. It was just very focused. It's okay. There's three locations and that's all we're doing. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. They, and it felt, it was difficult to give like a nice send off for some of the characters that you did care about. And there's a lot of characters. Weird. Yeah. There was a ton. Like it was, you know, little lady Mormont, you know, that was sad when they, they set her on the funeral pyre and she's like, you know, 10 years old or whatever. And, right. and you know, they set, they set her ablaze. And of course, Jorah Mormont, who's been, you know, watching out for Daenerys for so long. All these were characters that we liked because they were, you know, quality people or people that were trying to like redeem themselves. And there was like a whole arc to their, uh, to their story. I don't understand why they felt the need to give Cersei and Jamie 
the same kind of goodbye with Tyrion just weeping over them, throwing yeah. rocks around. Also, it, it, could they have just stood 30 feet to the right and not got completely decimated by rocks? You would think so, right? <laughs> you but would in think the scene, so. But in the scene of their death, it shows the entire place collapsing, but then Tyrion comes down there and it's just a couple piles of rocks every couple, you know, feet I'm apart. not going to pretend to really understand <laughs> it all. It was, it felt sloppy. It was, it's not how you, it, so the question is, is do we want the fan service, which is like, Arya to come in and kill Cersei and like Jamie to like stay with uh Brienne and everything. Like the show's made its bones by being kind of contrarian yeah. to what people want, right? Like they kill off lead actors. Right. That's what they do. But it it still felt like unearned. And I think that's more infuriating than than anything else. It's like I'm not gonna cry for Cersei. So why don't dwell on that, you know? Right. It didn't do much for me. And I didn't feel that bad for Tyrion because Tyrion's been kind of a moron the whole last couple seasons. Yeah, they, they have, they've kind of took his character and uh, dumbed him down, it feels like, you know? Uh, it certainly feels that way, right? Like, he had his nice speech there and, you know, he gets to name the Raven and uh, to be king and everything. So that was nice in that regard. But Still feels off. It fell <laughs> off because he was so dumb for most of the season. He got tricked by his, his, ha- his brother. He got tricked by his sister. Um, he's betraying Daenerys like left and right yeah. on at least what two to three occasions that and I can think. Tells of. on his friend for it. Told on his friend. <laughs> uh, Varys for some reason becomes like the the shiny beacon. He's like the seediest person in the show. Right, and now he's the moral compass. <laughs> yeah, now he's the moral compass. So everyone felt out of character, and that was probably the most frustrating thing for me. Can we, how weird, like, they pick the king based on who can tell the best stories. Like, Well, I think for that, they just know, okay, we can see what happens for this, but... Yeah. I feel like he'd make a know, good maester, not a, not a king. Yeah, he'd be a great maester. And that's what was so funny, is what was very interesting about the um, the small council meeting, right, that they mm-hmm. have, um, they goes, oh, if you notice, there is no master of whispers, and there's no master of war. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you think about it, like he doesn't really need either of those. Right. And a little bit of it is okay, well, who are they going to go to war with? But number two, he's also able to kind of rally um, whatever he needs. Like he can, he can pretty much snipe <laughs> any, uh, any ruler who's trying to get away with it because he'll, he'll be able to look forward in the future and see that, you know, okay, he's. Does been... it look to the, can he look in the future? It just looks towards the past. And he can, I but he can see say like... he can travel in both directions. Does it? Yeah, I want to say that was like kind of because the, the wasn't at there. one point they they at one point like he's like I don't know what happens next or something. So Brandon doesn't have the absolute ability to look into the future and and see what's coming, but in the show he was able to predict certain things or see things before it actually occurred. He's got, vision. He's got like the that's so Raven visions going on. Yes, he does have the that's so Raven uh, vision. Uh, he was actually able to see the Great Sept of Baylor exploding with the wildfire uh, a couple episodes before it actually happened. And assuming there's some discussion debate on this, that everything in the episode moves chronologically, then he would have been able to see that in the future and not necessarily as it was happening. Mm-hmm. I guess and he knew of... he was going to be king because he had the whole, that's why I came line. Yeah, well, that was exactly it. Why do you think I came? So, yeah. uh, which... Made me kind of hate it even worse because his <laughs> his deadpan delivery feels so 
Queen Amidala. It really doesn't. But like, I don't know if it's like. his acting or if like that's what the character's supposed to be like. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. It's it's tough to say. Um, you know, he was a really good actor as a as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he did a lot of like really interesting stuff as Bran, like climbing and you know his whole uh, warging and everything. So I feel like there's something to it. But once he became the Three Eyed Raven, really got kind of goofy. Yeah. Very very uh very emo. Certainly, yeah. What was he warging during the the battle at Winterfell? What was he like warging into? Like it shows him warging, but it never explains what he was doing. Oh, he warged into the ravens, and they flew away. Well, they flew to look for the dragons. Yeah, I guess, but why? What was he gonna like? I he guess can't so. Tell he anybody? A, <laughs> I was guessing so he could get a visibility on like what was going on. But to be honest, it was pretty much just a storytelling device. It was so they yeah. could go into the air and see what the dragons are up to and yeah. you know, kind of show That's off true. what's going on there. So That's true. Some things were done for style and some things were done to advance the plot. I think that was more of a stylistic choice. Like, hey, remember, this guy can do this. Hmm, I don't so know I guess the next. question now is what? Uh, what's next for Game of Thrones? What is next for Game of Thrones? So we have the spinoff shows coming, but we don't know exactly if they're going to have some, pre- you know, some prequel stuff or maybe sequel stuff. Um, you know, Arya will make a good spinoff series. She's going west of Westeros. That's what she says. Yeah, they uh, they have already said they are not planning to have any continuing stories. And I think the head of HBO even said they're not planning to have an Arya uh, show. Which good. To be fair, is probably for the best because oh, yeah. Arya on her own, I don't feel is a very compelling character. I like her with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so to make the whole show about her might be a little short sighted. It it really needs to be this incredible universe and this this world that's been built. Mm-hmm. I would love that, to see you know the rebellion played out, but mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, Robert's rebellion. Clo- I think that's too close to the main show to have a a series about. Yeah, well, now that things have been explained, you know, the Tower of Joy, which is, you know, the whole uh, Rhaegar and Lyanna thing, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's able to be explained like, okay, now you can actually see all that. In fact, I was really hoping that they would have a prequel season of Game of Thrones where they did Robert's Rebellion. They showed all the stuff that happened and, you know, ultimately leading to uh, to Jon Snow. But that, uh, that, of course, never came to pass. And I feel like that was a big loss because Rhaegar is such a cool character. Uh, you know, John, John's dad. Mm-hmm. And that would have been really cool to see the Targaryens. Cause you, you never really get to see them very much as rulers in the you show. See a Targaryen, <laughs> you see a Targaryen who is, you know, fighting their way back. But in the books, you actually get a lot of, Oh, well, this is what happened when the, the Targaryen was in power. And this is what it was like when they came from, with no, like full-blown dragons. Mm-hmm. Like in our series, we had, I would say, maybe like 15-year-old dragons, while the other dragons were like hundreds of years old. Yeah, the, I don't know how old they would live. I'm trying to remember. I, I was starting to read the Blood and Fire book, and it's it's a long book. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them outlived their their masters, like their writers. Mm-hmm. But I don't, wanna, I don't think they'd live much longer. So I think... I think they live like a sea turtle, like 150 years kind of thing. Yeah. So that that that's a that's a long time, and we don't see a full grown dragon like that. We just have our teenage dragons. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Drogon is pretty close to full grown. He was big. Yeah, certainly was. And I don't know how he's going to evade capture or avoid being seen uh, flying around with uh, Daenerys's dead body. Right. So some people said they would like to see a, uh, a spinoff show of that Weekend at Bernie style. Of <laughs> dragon propping up her body and, you know, getting into hilarious situations. That, would, that might make up for the entire season. <laughs> It would be it would be much better. I think it'd be received very well, but um, obviously we're not going to see that. So uh, some of the speculation right now on some of the shows that will be coming up uh, would really be based around what it used to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know previously there was a king uh, King Aegon. Um, there is a set of stories that George R. R. Martin wrote um, yeah, where. Egg. Yeah, egg, and uh, it's Duncan Egg, uh, Duncan Sir egg, Duncan yep. and uh, Aegon, and there's the stories about basically the small folk of Westeros. Mm-hmm. So it's not a lot of the political intrigue, and it's not a lot of the like lords and ladies kind of thing. So I'm a little curious how that will be received if they don't get a chance to really do that. That that political intrigue was very important, I think, to the it success was. of the show. You know, but I think when, you could do pretty good a good fantasy build without the political intrigue. But the political intrigue did set Game of Thrones apart from, say, Lord of the Rings. Yes, yeah, because it's not enough on its own. It's not an action show, right? But it became an action show. It could be an it action show. The battle and, scenes are really nice. Yeah, but I I feel like its its soul is in the backstabbing yeah, pol- yep. <laughs> and the evil of you the know, game of, of thrones <laughs> exactly you don't you know it, it was a game until some dragons came in and basically wrecked everything yeah then it just became uh all right let's give a game of dragons yeah let's try to stall as much as we can <laughs> oh man can we talk about how annoying it was to have uh, to me it was annoying to have the actual book in the show Oh, oh yes, uh, that was that's such a corny that, moment. Uh, I don't know what they're trying to get out of it. It because they a basically song of fire and ice. Yeah, I want to say I want to say something really rude, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but basically, they showed that book more deference than they showed the actual books upon which the entire thing is based. Right. Um, meaning they didn't really respect the source material. There's a there's a lot of things for the readers that would have been very compelling that they, they quote unquote deserved to have answered. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you know, this cliff notes version of game of Thrones is just, I I can't imagine it's very satisfying for a lot of people there's a whole lot more story to tell. And it's just, it's not being told. Do you think that because of how negatively received how it was played out would be, do you think that's going to have an impact on how he writes the last books? Oh yeah. I mean, this is what you want, right? If you're a writer, you get, you get some, you know, he, they kind of told your story, but at the same time, he's got three, he, he says he estimates, and we're talking about George R. R. Martin, right? He estimates that he has 3000 pages of manuscript. And those, that's a gigantic series of book. Oh yeah. Like that is like, I want to say Lord of the Rings would be like a thousand pages mm-hmm. and he's going to have 3000. This, this stuff is going to go on and on and on and on. Um, these are going to be gigantic books with a whole lot more of side story and 
and intrigue and world building and everything that you just didn't get from this, uh, you know, these last two seasons. So, and I think given the outcomes that he's seen, um, I would, I would suspect that he's either going to craft them in such a way that, okay, that's the obvious choice. You know, Arya has been talking about going West for so long, you know, but that hasn't happened in the books. She's never mentioned it before. And all of a sudden now she's a, you know, Christopher Columbus. (laughs) <laughs> now, where did that come from? Right. So I I think I'm hopeful that the books are going to have a lot more. I, I'm, I'm kind of just hopeful that the books come out. Um, it's been That's so true. long. Um, it's, it's been eight years uh, since the last one came out. The, the most recent one came out before the entire TV series started. Right. So if you wanted some perspective, the entire TV series has started and ended in a quicker amount of time than it's taken them to write, you know, one, one of the last two books. <laughs> uh, so, and, and and to be fair, I mean, he's got a whole lot going on with all the different connective tissue and all the spider webs and everything. Right. So there, there's a lot going on there. But, I mean, to say that, that fans in general are impatient or just kind of fed up with it, it would probably be an understatement. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of people that are concerned that, he may not actually finish them, you know, because of he's somewhat advanced in age, which I think is pretty, pretty rude to say. I mean, it's a reasonable, it's a reasonable uh, concern. It's a reasonable fear, but it's something that I don't think you'd want to like even put out. Um, (laughs) And it's not like there's no, like there's not a precedence for this. Uh, Robert Jordan, uh, who wrote the Wheel of Time series, uh, famously passed away before the end of his 14 book, um, series he had written 13 of them and the four and he passed away right before the 14th and he had uh he had made arrangements where someone was going to finish out the series for him so so there is a a way to to keep the story going and to make sure that people get what they want people don't need to be concerned about that what they should be focused on is getting the most complete book um books aren't just yeah it's not like oh i write a page a day and i'm done it takes a long time because you might re- you might write all this stuff out and realize this is crap. I don't like this, mm-hmm. and just cut it and go back. So, be you know, based upon what I'm hearing and what I'm you know what I've read, I don't think you can count on the books mirroring exactly what happened in the show. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see either it more fleshed out or you're going to see some drastically different endings. <laughs> yeah, he may be like, "Wow, people really didn't like that. Let's make mm-hmm. a change." Yeah, he's got that benefit now. So if you're looking for more discussion on Game of Thrones, there's a place called the Internet, and there is uh, no shortage of discussion going on right now, uh, digging into pretty much every aspect that we've covered and, of course, a whole lot more. But as always, we like to hear your thoughts and opinions, so uh, we look to you to join our Discord server in PixelPub and uh, join us in the book section and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, also hop on over to the we talk nerd podcast section and uh you know and maybe ask a question you might get it answered on the next episode or just uh you know have like hey like what you guys are doing that kind of thing just hang out with us mm-hmm. so yep so hopefully next week we'll have andrew back um for a surprise episode i think there's some there's some surprises i should say about it um not necessarily that it's coming out that it's a surprise but we'll be, <laughs> surprise uh, there's an episode yeah. next week but we'll be getting back into uh, some of the video game stuff, so we'll uh, talk a little bit more about it next week, so so stay tuned. The We Talk Nerd podcast is part of the Pixel Pub gaming community. 
For more information regarding our community and the games we play, please visit pixelpubgaming.com. Join our Discord partnered community. Gain XP for chatting, earn levels, and enter our giveaways. Please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com pixelpub. The We Talk Nerd podcast is made possible because of listeners like you. Support us by sharing this podcast with your friends and leaving us a five-star review. See you, nerds.